The word of God had spread so greatly. Not only did it spread so greatly, the manifestation and the works anchored through the word of the Lord was so mighty. Before we see this happening, we see quite a number of miracles taking place. We see God demonstrate himself so mightily through the lives of the people. But for the scriptures to come and highlight that the word of God grew mightily, we must come to a place to acknowledge that people and men were positioned to run with the word of God. People and men were positioned to be used as vessels to carry out God's word. If this, if God or rather any author inspired by the Spirit of the Lord were to speak today, would he confidently say the word of God in this time and dispensation is growing mightily and is prevailing? Would he confidently say men and women of God, believers, saints, brothers, sisters, have gotten hold of the word and without fear, without trembling, they are mighty and super spreaders of God's word. Would that be the case? In Jeremiah chapter number 20 and verse 9, Jeremiah begins to express himself. And one of the things we see him write is that he says this, I will not mention his word he says, but if I say, I won't, he, this is Jeremiah speaking. He says, but if I say, I will not mention or speak anymore in his name. Then he goes on to say, his word is in my heart like a fire. A fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it indeed I cannot Jeremiah says I've got a burning word inside of me the word of God inside of me is like a fire and this word is like a fire shut up in my bones but he says I am tired what is he tired of doing he says I'm tired of keeping it in I can try I want to try to be silent but I can't I can't 
I really can't. There is something burning within me. These people need to know. They need to know. They need to know. But that word is in my heart. It can't settle. What does this mean? It means concerning silence. Silence was a pain to Jeremiah. Yet to others, speaking is a pain. When I say yet to others, speaking is a pain, we say preach the word of God. You speaking the word of God is a burden for you. But others keeping silent is a, is a problem. They can't. And so today I came with a message, a question to ask you, have you caught the fire? Ask your neighbor, have you caught the fire? Jeremiah is an example of a man that carried God's word like a fire. This man was so burning with the word of God such that he couldn't keep quiet. If you study the life of him, you will notice that even when he would give utterances, prophetic words, even if he were going to teach or whatsoever, he is one of those prophets where when he was teaching, preaching, people were not listening. Ah, they didn't hear him. At least Jonah they heard. Jeremiah they never heard. Perhaps that's why he was called the weeping prophet. He would speak, guys, listen, listen, listen. Nothing. But despite seeing those results, the guy never stopped. He never stopped preaching. You know, some of you, they just, you just failed two invites. Wavilek and Ovilek. Ah, so my uncle boy, no, I got my invite. But the Jeremiah, him, he said, <laughs> people are not listening to him, but he says, the word of God is like a fire. If I say I'm not going to, I will, I will not manage. If I try to keep quiet, I'll get, I'm getting weary. Who gets weary from silence? For him, he'll find rest when he utters and speaks. But Jeremiah is not the only one, obviously, that carried a fire. We see the fire of God spread throughout the church. When the coming of the Holy Spirit, when, when the Holy Spirit had come, the Bible shows us that he, the Bible says in Acts 1 verse 8, it says, you shall receive power after which the Spirit has come upon you. So when the Holy Spirit had come, the Holy Spirit fired up these believers. Like there was, there was so much fired up, saints of God. Yes, they had their own things to do. They had, you know, they had their families. They had everything else. But concerning the spread of God's word there, you couldn't quench that air. In fact, the Bible tells us the beginning, just at the beginning, where Peter and John pray for some. And that person rises up and walks for the very first time. They were invited to court, court case. They were taken to court for doing the work of God. And while they are before the Sanhedrin, the Bible tells us that the officials told them, never, never again should you preach, teach, or speak 
in the name of the Lord. <laughs> Never. Do you know what they said? If you read from Acts 4, 4 and verse 18, it starts by saying, Then Peter and John filled with the Spirit, meaning the Holy Ghost was given expression to speak through them. And you know what they said? They said, Choose whether it is right to obey you than to obey God. Mukot. <laughs> Choose whether it is right to obey you than to obey God. Then in verse 20, the Bible says, this is what they said. It says, for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and what, have, what we've heard. What have you seen? And what have you heard? Why are you silent about it? Have you caught the fire? Many of you do understand how fires work. You've, you've seen bushes burn. You've seen, you know, quite a number of things, you know, burning all together. But perhaps the best example I can give you is a fire burning in, in a bush. Have you noticed the fire that burns in a bush starts with one tree? Not all of them. Somebody say one. It starts with one. But when that tree catches fire, what it needs to do is to catch the other tree or connect with the other tree. That's all it needs. Amen and amen. It needs to do that. And when it connects to the other tree, what will happen? The other tree will catch fire. And the other tree needs to do what? Catch the other one. Listen. <laughs> as long as your neighbor has fire and your neighbor catches you, you can't escape that fire. You can't. Now, I want you to describe, I want you to understand the move of God like fire. And I want you to understand trees like us who are vessels. As long as a tree does not contact another tree, the fire will not spread. What does that mean? It simply means we who are the vessels of God are the ones that either limit or enhance the move of God right here on earth. So it simply means if you've been ignited like Jeremiah, <laughs> you can't, you, Jeremiah's fire sh should never remain in his bones. So even though you're saying, there's fire shut up in bones, they shouldn't be shut up in your bones. That fire has to be spread. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, fire should not remain in your bones. Because you're even singing that now. It's shut up in my bones. No, don't let it be shut up. Let it be spread. That's why he says there's fire in my bones, but he says, I can't keep quiet. I can't keep quiet. No, 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 no. I can't keep quiet. Hallelujah. 
Fire was not meant for your bones. It was meant for the whole globe to be spread out. So when you catch that fire, you've got to reach to a place where that fire spreads. The Bible in 1 Timothy tells us that he makes his angels winds and his servants flames of fire. He makes, so we've been made fires. So if we are to carry fire, we need to ensure we are spreading. You see, one thing about, you see one thing about a vessel is that we are always conducting things. Now, if you are not spreading fire, you are spreading something. Ask your neighbor, what are you spreading? Others are spreading rumors. Others are spreading diseases. <laughs> Instead of spreading fire, just spread the atmosphere of hell. What are you spreading? Hallelujah. So we need to ask, have I caught the fire? Now, one proof that you've caught the fire is that your environment never remains the same. Where are your environments? Your environments are work. Your environments are school. Your environments are different places just around. Home. Those are your environments. If your environment is not impacted or catching fire maybe you've, you've got candle fire or something like that but at least even though a candle it's got capacity to spread so we're wondering whether there is something the disciple says far be it he says we're not going to keep quiet we know what we've seen and heard What have you seen in your Christian walk? What have you heard? What have you handled? And why are you silent about it? Amen and amen. In Acts chapter number 8, verse 4. In fact, starting from like verse, verse 1, the Bible will show us how the early church was actually scattered. When I said they were scattered, I simply mean this is a time where they were greatly persecuted. Saul wanted to kill them. Saul, the one who, Nankan, who became Apostle Paul. Before he got born again, he was persecuting the believers. He was very persecuting the believers. Do you know where he caught his fire? The Bible tells us there was a time where a man by the name of Stephan was accused and when Stephan was accused they decided to stone Stephan okay and they stoned Stephan to death the Bible tells us the people who were stoning Stephan to death put their clothes aside and left those clothes near Saul Saul is the one who was keeping those clothes he got strange fire <laughs> he says ah 
So this is how you kill. <laughs> I've gotten it. The cloth that you brought, the cloth that you brought me, I'm going to do combined. I'm going to persecute the whole church. He caught strange fire. And what did he start doing? One by one. <laughs> he started getting letters to deal with them. So, do you know, so one man made the whole church scatter. The whole church. When I'm talking about scattering, I'm talking about kukuka. Kukuka, not at no vailekoenda koche apo. Kukuka. Bena Philip, vanaenda kusamaria. Bena ndani, vanaenda kumazabuka. Bena simimi, vanaenda kumwengu. Scattered. One man. Hmm. He made the whole church scattered. But it's, it's quite interesting. Even though he made the whole church scatter, the Bible tells us wherever people scattered, they couldn't keep the fire inside. So unknowingly, Paul was used as a missionary to spread the gospel through persecution. So when a Philip, and that is Deacon Philip, he scattered, he went all the way to Samaria, but there Philip began to preach the gospel. He preached and began to do signs and wonders. And people were following him. Even magicians gave their life to Jesus. Through a former deacon or through a deacon. The, the fire could not remain. Fire has to be spread. That's why the same Philip, they write about him that he had four daughters who were prophesying. Four prophetic daughters, not pathetic. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, are you prophetic? Or the other one? <laughs> Somebody say fire. Yes. You've got to catch the fire. These guys spread the fire. These other people went to this town. These other people went to that town. These other people went to that town. Perhaps maybe you're seeing it in the length of in the lens of Acts of the Apostles. Let me bring it down to our arena. There are some people who were sent to the University of Zambia. There are some people who were sent to Zikas. There were some people who were sent to Evelyn Horn. There were people you were not scattered by persecution, but by divine appointment. And you were placed in those places. What are you doing? <laughs> Divinely planted. This one is there. You are where you are. Thank God you are where you are. But the fire should not remain in your bones. Or in your shoes. Or don't step on that fire. You need to come out like Jeremiah who said, ah, ah, I'm not going to keep quiet. So what do we need to do? We need to ensure, number one, we are fired up. But while we are ensuring we are fired up, we need to ensure that we do not behave 
a strange way. Ideally, we should be Christians on fire. Amen and amen. We should be Christians on fire. Sometimes Christians or sometimes people behave like chameleons. And when I say we are behaving like a chameleon, we are wondering, are you a Christian or an amphibian? <laughs> now, you will notice something about chameleons. I'll give you three things that will help you deal with uh, situations that make people not to manifest fire. You will notice something about the chameleon. Obviously, one of its major traits are changing in color, right? Now, a chameleon has, has got what are known as iridophore cells, all right? Now, these cells make, you know, the chameleon to be able to switch in color according to the environment. So you find that if you are in an environment that is maybe green, uh, the chameleon sometimes will be what? Green. If it's, if it's what? It's got special cells that, you know, help it. Uh, regulate or make it, you know, uh, align itself with the environment that's, that's there. Now, a Christian should not be that way because one of the ways we are wired is that we should not change according to our environment but change that particular environment. We are agents of change, not agents to be changed in the environment. Hallelujah. So with regards to the chameleon, you will notice that the chameleon succumbs to the environment, the color of the environment. So when it's in that environment, it changes instead of changing the environment. So you find that sometimes people, when they are in godly meetings, they know. They know how to dress when going to church. They know. Maybe not. But if it's outside church, hey, are we sure? <laughs> huh? Huh? They've been saying, summer attire. Huh? And you're wondering. <laughs> There's someone who once met me in Bowling and they had a slit from Genesis to Revelation. And they're like, Hi, Pastor, how are you? How are you? I passed. I passed her, Pastor. I passed by her. <laughs> I passed. <laughs> Pastor. I said, Put on a chitenge, at least. Amen and amen chameleon mentalities. They are able to change. Hallelujah. Number two, the problem with a chameleon is the eyes. The eyes. The eyes. Yeah. Have you seen the eyes? The eyes. <laughs> the <laughs> Number one, they are big. <laughs> but the bigness is not the problem. <laughs> The problem is the concentration. <laughs> uko, 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 uko. 
look, they look everywhere. Do you know that chameleons have the capacity to look at to look to the left and the right at the same time? <laughs> How will you decide? Can I go to the left? Can I go to the right? This eye is looking this side. This eye is looking that side. Hallelujah. And sometimes if we are behaving like chameleons today, you will think of, do I go to church or there's a party here which I need to attend to? Chameleon. That's why fire is not being spread. Because your eyes are everywhere. Big An eye should not be like a satellite with a signal going say pa 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 pa. I even wonder if chameleons can blink. Who knows? Number three characteristic of a chameleon: its tongue. You know, in nature, a chameleon is slow, but its tongue is faster than its pace. <laughs> its tongue, the speed of its tongue, it's actually got one of the fastest. That's too fast for someone who's slow. Eh? They enter relationships fast. Oh, they, they, <laughs> they, they do things fast. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> they are haste. You know, the Bible warns us about being haste, about being too quick to act and to do things. Any opportunity that comes, hey, let's go, let's, let's go and drink beer. What? Don't worry, I'm already that side. Nacha two shots, kudala. You are too fast. <laughs> so this chameleon-like trait affects people from catching the fire because Ideally, the saints should have dove eyes, not chameleon eyes. Dove eyes are those that are fixed. They have a binocular vision. Have you ever put on a binocular, uh, uh, binoculars? It has got two uh, viewing points. But when you look into it, it, it makes one. And it's fixed. Fixed field focus. In the same way, the tongue of the chameleon just touches anything. It's fast and it quickly just grabs anything. Haste. It's fast to stop things. It's fast to give up. It's fast to stop coming to church. It's fast to stop tithing. It's fast to just to break to, to, to step down departments. Fast, very fast. But if we want to reach to a place where the Bible says, so mightily the word grew and prevailed, ah, then we don't need chameleons. We need Christians on fire. In these last days, we need them. There are many people that have their fire choked with desires. In Mark chapter number 4, verse 19, it says uh, uh, the word was, uh, the, the seed that sprouted up was choked by the desires of the world and, 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 and the pressures of life. What, you know, there are many people whom they are fire. They can start with fire. But when desires come in, it gets choked. 
if the disciples and the early church who were persecuted did not permit fire to go down have you ever been persecuted before been persecuted for the sake of the gospel so you find that pressure and sometimes desires have made people have their fire go down but that should not be the case quickly how do I respond and really get back on fire number one do not deny your purpose do not deny your purpose. You need to understand that you were born here for a purpose. You were born for relevance. You were born to, to, to show forth the glory and the traits of God. The Bible says you are a chosen generation, a holy priesthood, peculiar people that accord, cord, cord, to show forth the traits, the characteristics of God. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Do not deny your purpose. Listen, even though we are talking about Jeremiah, who says there's a fire shut up in my bones, Jeremiah started a certain way. Did you know that? He started a certain way. Not, in fact, this was not even the first time when Jeremiah said, I have fire shut up in my bones and I cannot let it go. If you read Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 19, Jeremiah was crying. Can I read to you what he was saying? These are his words. He says, the pain. I can't bear the pain. My heart my heart is beating wildly i can't keep quiet i hear trumpets and the shouts of battle so jeremiah heard trumpets and battle cries when he heard that what was his complaining he started saying my heart the pain he was crying but the bible tells us why he was crying he says i cannot keep quiet I refuse to keep quiet. Glory to God. But it didn't start there. In Jeremiah chapter number one, the Bible tells us God comes to him and tells him, Jeremiah, I knew you before you formed your mother's womb. And before you were formed in your mother's womb, not only did I know you, I ordained you a prophet to nations. What was God communicating? Purpose. But do you know what Jeremiah said? He said, I'm a child. I can't. What was he doing? He was denying purpose. But anytime someone denied purpose and relevance, God's answer to them is, I am with you. And that's the same thing that was told to Jeremiah. He says, don't be afraid. I am with you. Joshua, be courageous, strong. I am with you. David, I am with you. Joseph, I am with you. Moses, I am with you. LRC, I am with you. It simply means if God declares his presence with you, you should never deny purpose. Jesus is arising and he's going up and he says, I will be with you till the ends of the earth. So you're not permitted to deny purpose. Otherwise, you will deny the fire at work through you. So after he hears God make that plea, what does God do? The Bible says he touches the mouth <laughs> of Jeremiah. What was that? Catch the fire. God caught, touched the mouth of Jeremiah and Jeremiah caught fire. 
That's why all the time you're saying, I can't stop speaking. I can't keep quiet. Why? He caught the fire. So number one, never deny purpose. Number two, don't make excuses. Don't make excuses if you have everything necessary for your empowerment. Imagine God sent you the spirit who was deposited inside of you. What excuse do you have? Amen and amen. And apart from not making excuses, number three, don't quench the spirit. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. That says, do not quench. What is to quench? Is to put out fire. Do not quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. It simply means one of the things the Holy Spirit does in your life is to ignite you for purpose is to ignite you to spread out that fire. But the Bible is saying it is possible for you to suppress that fire. That's why it's possible for people not to be moved when they see people are not coming to church. It's possible for people not to be moved when they see attendances are bad. Why? Fire. So your sign that you are carrying fire is that things should begin to move you and not only should things begin to move you, you should begin to act towards them. I'm telling you. As long as we sit and do nothing about the fire that we receive, then we will not come to a place where we'll confidently say the word of God is spreading mightily and prevailing in our land. Or not. What did I come to say today? I came to say, catch the fire. You have meetings like Holy Ghost Sunday. It should not end in powerful service. Carry that power. Take it to your universities. Take it to your workplace. Take it everywhere. Because God is counting on you. Let's rise to our feet.